heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot, brought to you by Satanic Panic. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we're returning to the Dungeon Dome by inviting actors Mike Migdahl and Stephen Kropa to reprise their roles as the Compass Cats. For those who missed it, the Dungeon Dome was our D&D 5th Edition Gladiator Combat event that we hosted on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. You can check out the final rounds of our championship tag team match on Twitch now in the archive. And whether you've watched the Dungeon Dome or not, you should be able to enjoy this Compass Cats adventure, though it does spoil the outcome of their match. And if this adventure turns you into a Compass Cats fan like me, you can support the team by picking up their t-shirt at One Shot's Public store. The link for that is found in the show notes. Before we get to the episode itself, I have to take a moment to thank our backers on Patreon. The Dungeon Dome was possible because of your generous support. Heading over to patreon.com and contributing a small amount of money each month to our programs helps us do things like secure the equipment needed to do Twitch broadcasts, afford the rent on our new studio, and provide financial support for the people who produce the program. In return, we offer you the great programming here on OneShot and across our network, along with rewards like the Secret Archive, which has hours of unaired OneShot content waiting for you if you sign up at $5 a month. Now that Kat and I both have caught up in our Patreon personal thank yous, we'll be resuming that shortly. Heroes, I'm happy to announce that thanks to you, this year One Shot and Campaign were recognized with Golden Geek Awards. One Shot took first place as the Golden Geek for Best Podcast, followed by one of my favorite shows, The Adventure Zone, and another one of my favorite shows, Campaign. Congratulations to all of the nominees and the rest of the winner's circle. We're honored to be recognized alongside so many other fantastic shows. After over three years of producing this show, this is One Shot's first first place award. Last year, we took runner-up in the Golden Geeks after Ken and Robin talk about stuff. And we've been nominated for a few others, but One Shot has never taken home a prize before now. And I owe that all to you heroes. Thanks for listening and for voting for us. Finally, before we get to the episode, we have a message from our sponsor this week, Satanic Panic, which is on Kickstarter now. Take it away, guys. Hi, James. Hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I think you're doing pretty good. I am doing really good because we have a thing to talk about. Uh, That's right. And that thing, I believe, is Satanic Panic. It is. Satanic Panic is the, the, the new Kickstarter here from uh, Third Act Publishing and, of course, from me here, Jim McClure on the One Shot Podcast Network. All right, Jim, I got to cut to the chase on this. What is Satanic Panic? Because I think that means something very different to our listeners. Uh, Satanic Panic is an RPG set in the late 70s, early 80s, where everything they said about tabletop was actually true. Tabletop players are actually summoning demons. They are actually bringing horrible monstrosities in the world. And you play secret government agents tasked with stopping tabletop. Okay, so this is like a Jack Chick track came to life and you are playing a small government force mitigating the damage that these satanic tabletop players are committing. Absolutely. We are stopping the greatest threat known to mankind, tabletop. Okay. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun, uh, but, you know, I, I'm an RPG player. I don't know if I want to go around murdering other RPG players in a game. Then you're just wrong, James. <laughs> of course you do why wouldn't you okay you know what the more i talk to you jim the more it sounds like a good idea you can go on over to kickstarter slash satanic panic right now and back this project and this is already funded so there's no risk in backing you're definitely going to get this game if you put your money down the only risk is if you don't back tabletop will spread even further 
Oh boy. I see like it looks like there are a bunch of D20s on the table right now. So I'm going to go make sure that I've got my backing in now. Uh, and I suggest listeners do that. And now with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. <laughs> First up is a very familiar laugh to you, uh, a deep, sonorous laugh. That is Stephen Kropa. Hello. Welcome back to One Shot, Thank Stephen. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Stephen, you are going to be reprising your role of Percival the Unwavering of the Compass Cats. Yes. Because we're doing a fantasy story, I mm-hmm. want to know, what, what is your favorite fantasy My story? My favorite fantasy story, the one that got me into fantasy stuff was Dragonheart. Do you remember Ooh, that? I do remember Dragonheart. Uh, with Sean Connery voicing the dragon. Absolutely. And he got, they cut out his heart, part of his heart to save the king. Mm-hmm. They do a heart transplant. You never seen it? Oh, man. It was really, really good. As a nerdy little boy, I was very yes. into dragons, and there were very few dragon movies. Yeah. It was that or Pete's Dragon, which kind of, until recently, like, was really bad. Yeah. And the dragon, what did not look cool even a little bit no. at all? No. It was Puff the Magic Dragon, right. which but then was when I got insane. Into, yes, but then when I got into Rush, I was like, oh, this is what dragons should sound like. Drag- <laughs> Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales is Dragon fun. Tales. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, so like, that was my first one, but obviously the, the cream of the crop Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. series was and is still. I read it, reread it every year. Oh, wow. Uh, I love the film adaptations. I don't acknowledge the Hobbit adaptations. You know they did happen. Though, I know right? they happened, but I... I don't acknowledge them. <laughs> if they knocked on my door, I would keep it locked. Do you realize that if they knock on your door, they're probably there to whisk you off on a whirlwind adventure? Mm. And the greatest adventure is begins. in the mind. <laughs> no, that's not how that song goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's move over to meet our other fabulous guest. That is Mike Migdal. Hello. It is I, Mike Migdal. <laughs> Hello to you, ears. Yes, that is <laughs> Mike Migdal. Not quite in character yet, so we could talk to Mike Migdal, the person, first, Hi. I think. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, before we get to your favorite fantasy story, Mike, uh, you have a plug for us, don't you? I do. We didn't rehearse this at all, but I will happily plug my Shadowrun actual play podcast. Heck yeah. It is called Neo Scum. Mm-hmm. One word. Check us out on iTunes or Google Play. Well, or- one of the best things about doing a plug on this podcast is everybody's listening to it through podcast means. So they'll be able to know just wherever you're listening to the podcast now, go find Neo Scum. I actually listen to this podcast on on uh, browser <laughs> on vinyl. I get it vinyl uh, discs. Yeah, that's right. If you've been a guest on One Shot, we send vinyl copies of your episode to you. Um, and because vinyl does not hold that much space, it is. I think it's a twenty-four disc set for your Shinobi Gami appearance. It's actually a hundred. Yeah, a hundred. Mm. And they're very tiny, but they are beautiful. They are. They're, they're, they're all, all hanging up. Very tasteful. Framed. Art. Yeah. I'm kind of upset I don't get a plug. So, uh, did, at oh, Kropa did Cabana you, at Twitter. Did Kropa, uh, did you have a podcast? <laughs> I don't have a podcast, but I do have a Twitter account and also a Chase Quick Pay or <laughs> PayPal. PayPal. Yep. Okay. Well, Kropa got three plugs now. <laughs> My podcast is called Neo Scum, but also I'm on Steam. Mm-hmm. If you want to you just send, send me a message Steam or a game. games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't played the new Civilization um, okay, game. Okay. I'm on the PS4 network, it's PSN network as well. Okay. So am I. Okay, I'm, all right. All right. I'm Fudbucker420 on, uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> I'm Mr. B Natural. 
Okay. I'm the guy who is sending you threats while playing Rocket League. That's not true. I really, I really hate the toxicity of that game. But um, my favorite fantasy book? Yes. I want to know your favorite fantasy story, please. Okay. Um, I, I love fantasy. I love sci-fi. I think, you know, Harry Potter is like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts, but that's the yeah, boring def- answer. It definitely counts. Let's move on past the boring answer. Let's get to the, the interesting one. Yeah, let's get in the meat. Um, When I was... Maybe nine years old, I got a copy of like the fourth book in the Wheel of Time series. Oh. And it did not make any sense to me because uh, it was like the fourth, the fourth book, book. Right. and I was nine years old. Um, <laughs> Completely lost. But later, yeah. when I was in high school, I would listen to the audiobooks, which I would rent from the library. And I had a cassette player that I had a uh, earbud that I would string up through my hoodie. And I'd be listening to the Wheel of Time audiobooks in my Spanish class. Dang. And I, I said earbud, but it was actually like real big headphones that I had a hood on. It was like there were so many different uh, layers of stealth and <laughs> espionage that went on for me to listen to this. In That's Senora the Torrance's nerdiest class. way to break the rules, and I fucking love it. Yeah, what was she going to say? Stop listening to Robert, Robert. Jordan's epic 13-tome <laughs> fantasy have you, series. Have you seen those hoodies that have the earbuds in the drawstrings of the hood? That brings us back to Shadowrun and cyberpunk culture. <laughs> yeah. Which yes, which, is there a podcast about that? Neoscum, check which, us out. Yeah, once again, please check out the Neoscum. I love it. I have been very much enjoying my listening uh, of it. Uh, it's just two two episodes deep at this point. We got but, episode three dropping soon. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be out by the time that the show comes out. Uh-huh. I sure hope so, unless uh-huh. something bad happens. <laughs> So with that, we are going to start our adventure. Now, you guys are playing the Compass Cats, who are two competitors that appeared in the Dungeon Dome. But not all of our podcast audience was able to join us for the Dungeon Dome. Mm-hmm. So to refresh their memories, uh, Stephen, who is Percival the Unwavering? <laughs> Percival the Unwavering is a tabaxi, which is a large cat person vampire. Uh, he is the lead of the Justice Legion, which is one of the Queen's Guard of the Pale Moon Palace on the Cliffs of Aramor. Uh, where both Mike and I's characters hail from. Uh, they are just a feisty bunch of fighters. <laughs> feisty bunch of Picture in your mind, Palace. He is a calico cat with white, purple, and brown. He's got one black eye that can show that shows you your death when you look into it, and it's usually by his paws. Oh. Oh. That's spooky. Uh, he has a uh, short sword named Rough Tongue. And a longbow named Strongbow. Did you mention also that he's a vampire? Uh, he, I, he is a vampire, yes. Vampire mm-hmm. cat person. All right. Uh, <laughs> so from there, we're going to move over to Mike. Uh, who is Small Benjamin? Small Benjamin is also a cat person vampire hailing from the cliffs of Eremore, where he does serve Queen Felicia in her pale moon palace atop the cliffs of Eremore, as I said. Uh, he is a gray cat person with mm-hmm. a flat face, and a, it is a flat furry face at that. <laughs> he has long, majestic whiskers and bright green eyes that are playful. Uh, he leads the Suicide Squadron, which is a cohort of uh, just elite crack soldiers and um, they all have names, and you may hear their names in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where, you know, maybe we're getting too much into this, but where Percival the Unwavering is more of lawful. He's a soldier through and through. He yeah, follows he... orders. Mm-hmm. And where he has wiggle room, he takes it. 
but he does not often look for it. Yes, small Benjamin, he likes to serve in his own way. He still uh, serves Queen Felicia. Of course, as we all do. he does so at his own discretion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's why one leads the Justice Legion and the other leads the Suicide Squadron, you know. It's like the Avengers and the Dark Avengers. The names mean nothing, (laughs) but they also happen to be completely appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we open on a dank, stony locker room. Uh, There is a large Dungeon Dome logo uh, in brass uh, emblazoned on the wall. There are many different adventurers roaming around, each in small white towels. uh, And there are rows and rows of lockers. And right down on a bench uh, before a row of lockers teleported out of thin air is a wounded and injured uh, Percival the Unwavering. Ah! Ah! Vines everywhere! Uh, You, like, like, catching your breath about you, you sort of come to your senses, uh, you look around the locker room, you see some of the other uh, adventurers are, like, Mm -hmm. giving you a look, like, you're really being very disruptive. Um... There is a row of showers with with steam filling the air, um, and that sort of warm, damp air uh, sort of coaxes you out of out of the stun of being killed ah. in the dungeon dome. I begin to undress and shower myself, but which is licking myself. Yep. So I begin licking myself, and as I am a cat person, I can get to every nook and cranny on my body. So I lift my leg up, and I'm licking. My nether region. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it, everyone. That's how cats work, America. Uh-huh. And if you can't handle it... It's 2017. This is the year of the cat. <laughs> yes, it might be. It I don't know. Might, I don't think it, it is. Might be the ghost. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the rat? I don't know. Um, and shortly after that, as you are about halfway through your, your shower... Mm-hmm. Um, warping in once again from the dungeon dome uh appearing just slightly above the ground and thudding down is small benjamin ah, vines vines everywhere brother brother ah. hey ah. small benjamin uh is in a bloodlust right now <laughs> and he's lashing out at the the white toweled i re i other, rear other myself up uh with my fur standing on end <laughs> <laughs> Calm yourself! Calm yourself! Percival! Percival, we lost! We lost in the name of Queen Felicia! We do everything for the name of Queen Felicia, so we must lose with grace in her name. I want a rematch now! Who do I speak to? You there, you white towel. <laughs> Me? Where where can I speak to an official? Um, I, I guess that would be over at the registration booth outside the showers. You will take me there, small man. Uh, I want you to roll an intimidation check. I don't know if we have intimidation in 5th edition. Let me double check. Yes, well, you do. Let's just go ahead and say I failed that roll. Uh, well, I mean, what's your what's intimidation your... skill? Mm, I mean, actually, well, maybe 11. Eleven. I'm gonna say you are a six foot tall vampire cat person in full armor, looming over this half dressed in a locker room. I think that's enough to get him to go. Uh, okay, jeez, guys. 
And after some prodding, uh, he leads you out of the Dungeon Dome locker room into a large stone corridor, uh, which is covered in statues of previous Dungeon Dome champions. Uh, there is the Dungeon Dome championship belts of years past mm. hung on the wall uh, as you walk past them. Um, and this betoweled gnome leads you into this large atrium uh, where there is a desk. Um, it's staffed by a young-looking half-orc woman who is sort of filing papers right now. I drop my clothes on her desk so I can dress myself. <laughs> I also would like to uh, specify that small Benjamin has a, a rend in his face mm. uh, where he was pawed at by mm. one a, of the... Uh, like a bear, right? By a bear yes. who, who bested him in the arena. And it's slowly regenerating because he's an undead... Oh, that's right. Yeah. But it still like, just looks... Oh, it looks hella effed up, y'all. <laughs> Excuse me, young lady. Yes, can I help you, gentlemen? So we just had a match, if you could call it that, in the dungeon dome. He quote unquote. Quotation pause. Uh, yes, I, I believe I just saw it uh, wrap up on the orb here. Well, I'm very sorry about your loss, gentlemen. So you saw what was total bullshit. There was a potion out just there. We vampire st- bullshit. We started the match, and there was a potion next to us, and I drank it, and I was immediately de- almost defeated. It was almost as if you to be put- fair, brother, you should not lap up strange liquids. I've told you that before, and I shall tell you t- again. Items provided in the Dungeon Dome could be a hazard of the Dungeon Dome. It's part of the terms of service that you signed when you both entered. Yes, I know what I signed. I may have read it. I may not have. And if I've got here on my on my records that, that the Compass Cats have fought in the Dungeon Dome before. You've won before. You just lost this time. It happens all the time. No. The, the Compass Cats are undefeated. We have won before, and we should have won that match. Never in my nine lives have I seen such buffoonery. A potion meant to hurt one of my kind given to me right from the get-go. Mm, I did think it was delicious vampire milk. Healing potions are standard items in the Dungeon Dome. As a vampire, you're allergic to healing potions. That's that's something that you should have known. There was another potion in there that would have aided us. It was on the other side. A necrotic potion. Yes. yes. I say this as my member shakes and I finally pull my pants up. <laughs> okay. Well, fine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I spit up a hairball. Wow. Wow. I know you're in a mood. Uh, so I'm going to forgive sorry, you. I am sorry, madam. He... She is just doing her job. You, you take this job and you know you're, you're not always going to see the best side of your heroes, but I never thought Look I'd get at yelled that. at by Wouldn't you small like Benjamin. to throw a jersey to this young ward if she was walking in the hallway? Look. Or like a drink of a bubbly concoction? But Look, no. everyone is trying to make small Benjamin feel bad. <laughs> this is just like how of course I, I am. This is just like how I drank that potion right from the get-go. <laughs> Looks like we're starting another adventure off on the wrong paw. Mmm. Benjamin, I say, if you control yourself, perhaps we can go visit our statue since we have one in the past and we can look at that and revel in in our own glory. And then we can go back to the Cliffs of Aramore for the fancy feast. Young half-orc, what is your name? Uh, My name is Brunhilde. Well, Brunhilde, I'm... Apologize in the name of... Shut up! Prelisha... I apologize in the name, Coach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I lashed out at you. 
I'm a little... No, you shut up. I'm still apologizing to you. I'm a little raw right now. Because there was some real vampire bullshit that occurred during that last match. And I'm sorry. And then small Benjamin knocks over her thing of uh, quills. And then goes, I'm sorry that I did that too. Here, and, let me uh, get that. First of all, the unwavering starts playing with it. Yeah, exactly. Like... It around. It's, a fl- it's, a, it's a feather flying around. Oh, then, uh, yeah. Small Benjamin starts <laughs> knocking around too. Yes. And then he gets a grip of himself and goes, Broomhilda, please take this. And I give a little uh, badge that says Queen Felicia on it. Uh, she she smiles at the badge um, and places it uh, in a bag that she has sitting next to her, her, her pocketbook. And she goes, I understand that, that you gentlemen are frustrated, um, but, you know, maybe this will turn it around. Uh, she slides a black envelope across the table. Uh, there is a purple border to it and there is a gold seal the seal of queen felicia in the center of the envelope we pick it up as one of us is left-handed and one of us is right-handed oh but we will not say which is which not say which is which we pick it up with each paw lift it up and then with with a single sink a single claw a single claw of one of our paws do shear the top of the envelope right off yes and we do see something, James. Yes, uh, the envelope opens uh, to have the black, uh, the royal black paper of the Cliffs of Aramore uh, unfurls before you, and the traditional silver ink of the Queen uh, is there. Um, and it says, "To my two champions, I am saddened to have seen your loss in no. the Dungeon Dome." She saw it. Let me finish the letter before... She saw. Let me finish the letter before you react to it. I wish more than anything that I could give my great champions time to rest, but I fear I cannot. There is a matter of the utmost importance to the Cliffs of Aramore that requires the attention of the Compass Cats. I humbly ask that you will accept this mission in my name. And uh, the line goes on to say, There is an enemy of Aramore... In Nucelia, even now, their agents are acting against my name. They mean grave things for this world, and only the Compass Cats can stop them. I cannot trust foreign hands to do this work. It must be with the swift and strong paws of the Compass Cats for the honor of Aramor. At this point, small Benjamin is crying. (laughs) Tears are streaming down his fur. Is he the word I'm looking for? composes himself (laughs) yes he preens himself thank you percival for the assist on that word hunt yes queen felicia we do serve you under the pale moon would you like to respond to her or just want to say it and assume she knows we will do it for when have we ever refused a quest from the queen i can't think of a single time that we've refused a quest there was the case of the marauding rhino man whom we did slay in the name of the safety of the people of the Cliffs of Aramore. Yes. And then there was the Moroccan band of... Band of Battleborn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who we did slay. We did slay. In the name, name of, of the, the safety, safety of the people, people of, of the, the Cliffs, Cliffs of, of Aramore. And, and there, there was... <laughs> some more quests I that we did not I cannot spend the rest of the day <laughs> describing our successes. We must go now. To wherever we found out more information about this defense. Truly, 
I could spend the whole Well, week. perhaps we could spend a little bit more time. There was the... <laughs> laughing Marauders, yes. who weren't laughing when we ended their lives abruptly. <laughs> oh, this... And did drink merrily of their life force. Yes, the skipping to place a beast. Yes, oh, yes. he oh. skipped his way right off the cliff of uh-huh. Aramor. We just R- had to trick him. Right we, into we, the we stood on the below. cliff and we went, come over here, and we dodged out of the way nimbly as we are. Yes, we succeeded on a very mighty dexterity check. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Broomhilda, yes. that little badge is worth 20% off of all Compass Cat's merch. Yes. So you take that and you get something nice for your beloved. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And it's good for much. one free appetizer at the uh, hanging lamp in the Cliffs of Aramore. Yes. So I've been sort of taking an abridged dictation of what you said oh. to send in reply to, to the queen. Well, thank you for doing that. We did not ask you to do that, did we? No, but if we had, we wouldn't ask for an abridged dictation. We, we asked for a word by word. Directly stated, we would read it back. We do not dictate but not read. We always read back what we mean to send. Mm. Give and me that badge back. I, I'm... <laughs> I also noticed as you guys were reading the letter aloud, uh, the, the last line says, seek out and destroy Athen Nash. I, I thought that would be a important thing because you were, seemed like you were just about to run out without any what, direction. What, let me see here right now. Let's both read this aloud. And by both of us, I mean just you. <laughs> seek out whom now? Athen Nash. Is that one word or two? Athen Nash. That's two two words. I think it's a name. Athen. Athen Nash. Nash. Ashen Nass. Hmm. Passion Blass. This is how I operate. You know this. <laughs> I do know this. Yes, where I am prone to research and discuss it with people who may know information, you just do free association. Yes, and I always <laughs> arrive at the same answer that you do. It's true. <laughs> Clearly, we have our own methods. Broomhilda. Now, I wouldn't normally do this, but you seem to be an able-bodied young person. Would you like to join the Compass Cats? Uh, Her eyes go wide. Um, She, like, puts her hands on the desk in excitement. Join the Compass Cats as, as like, a part of the team? Would you like to join the Compass Cats? I absolutely would. I would love that. Oh, so do a lot of people. Let's go, brother. (laughs) Brother, that was hardly a ruse that I would pull on anyone. Yes, but you know I'm of the chaotic persuasion, and it does make me laugh to pull little pranks or jests. Look, Broomhilda, that's worth 20% off. I'm not taking this badge back. You hold on to this badge, and you get yourself something nice. And maybe when you're a little older and a little stronger, you can join the Compass Cats, which, by the way, does involve becoming a vampire. Yes. So that's a big life choice, so you should talk to your mom and dad or about that. Or unlife choice. Ooh, Ooh yes, that's yes. my freaking brother right here. He I, is lawful, but he is funny sometimes. the worst. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Percival. This just made my day. Small Benjamin just got me with one of his famous goofs. Yes, the small Benjamin goof. Didn't you have that show? Yes. We will not speak of the show I had, Small Benjamin Goof Hour, where I tried to pull goof hours, which... Where I tried to pull goofs on unsuspecting dullards. Yes, I I remember Queen Felicia did not appreciate your attempt to become the gesture... The jester? It was a gesture to become the jester. Yes, I did end up accidentally killing a family, uh... The goof of... That was not the goof? No, the... I thought that was your most successful goof, killing a family. Well, yes, it was a family that was secretly plotting to kill the queen. Yes, that is what happened. We did find evidence after they died 
that they were enemies of the realm of the Cliffs of Aramor. Did you not know that going in? Our lawyers oh, tell us No, we I knew to... that. No, no, I knew that. We all, yeah, I had evidence. And when I pulled that lever and they fell down to the bottom of the Cliffs of Aramor, that was because they were traitors. And wow. I knew. Through the pale moon door? Yes, they did fly. <laughs> Well, I, I I don't want to take up any more of your time. Don't don't waste your goofs on me. Uh, it was so nice meeting you both. I'm so sorry to see that you lost, but I I'm so glad that that you're you're sticking together and 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 going on another adventure. I can't wait to read about it in the Aramore Gazette. Yes, I'm more of an Aramore Tribune guy, but yes, the Gazette does do some good work. Yes, and I don't really read that much. I listen to I listen to the radio. You can edit that out, James. I, What's I'm a radio? <laughs> we bow to Broomhilda we bow. in the way of the tabaxi, which is to stick our rear ends up in the air. And lower our heads. And lower our heads. Sort of backwards. Like... like a bow, but backwards. Ah. Yeah. That sounds just to me like a normal bow. No, but turn it around. So, oh, we, so the, we show our little buttholes. So the posteriors, the whole, your holes of Aramore are facing. Our holes of Aramore are yes. facing. All right. Yes. Uh, small Benjamin signs off on this act. <laughs> and I, I do want to point out that this is different than the attack where you show your hole of Aramore. This is lowercase hole of Aramore. It's a sign of, course, of respect. Of course, Aramore is capitalized. And it's not a sign of respect. <laughs> but the attack is capitalized. Yes. Hole. Well, Brumhilda, this has been enchanting. Away! <laughs> fly, fly! And we turn on a dime and we run. So you, yeah, you exit the room very swiftly with the, with the speed and grace of vampires and also cats. Ooh. As Are we going back the same way we came? Well, it's up to you guys. Where are you, you headed? Go back the same way we came and, and scratch other people's statues? I think that would be an excellent <laughs> idea. Yes, we're sprinting through the halls. We're sprinting through the halls. And anything that does not have the Compass Cat's name on it, we are defiling. Yes, it is disrespectful, <laughs> but it's also cathartic. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially after a recent frustrating loss. Oh, I blame you partially for that. Well, you were defeated first after doing what? <laughs> Turning on a spotlight? Yes, that did do some damage. Look, we're not going to get into the specifics. You know that potion was bullshit. <laughs> I agree with our fans that there was much vampire bullshit happening in that game. I would like but to you say- have to agree that they tangled me up because they knew I was the more formidable compass cat. They tangled you up because they could. Because it was easy <laughs> to do. And they decided to take out the weaker compass cat first. Oh, so they could save the, brother. the best part oh. of the meal for last. What meal? Yes. The fight meal? The fight meal. Of course. Mm, and I am hungry for another fight meal myself. I do propose that we dispatch of this Ashen Pass. <laughs> what was the name? Let's kick some Athenas. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Uh, so you, you guys say that as you finished up scratching mustaches oh, yeah. onto <laughs> previous <laughs> champions. Yes. I'm, I'm just putting CC. On all the uh, mm-hmm. the, the statues. Um, so you guys have a name of someone you know you have to hunt down for the honor of Queen Felicia. Where do you start? So the Dungeon Dome is located in 
The Dungeon Dome is located in the heart of Nucelia, the largest city on this continent. Um, it's a big, sprawling metropolis of over a million people of all sorts of races and, you know, monstrous persuasions. Uh, the Dungeon Dome is located in the Adventurer's District. It was built over a large crater that was there for decades and has now been built up into a gorgeous stadium where the somewhat uh, horrible blood sport that is the Dungeon Dome takes place. But hey, it keeps the populace happy. Mm. Um, well, why don't we go to the local watering hole and see what we can see? Yes. And find out verbally. I do think we should use two of our nine senses. Sight, Sight. And, and listening. listening. And, and perhaps taste, mm. for I hear there is a blood lager here that is to the moon. I do prefer a blood stout, but well, I will respect your desire to try a different type. First round is on me. I also would propose that we stop by my agent's uh, studio apartment and maybe ask him if he's heard of this dastardly fellow. I keep asking you to get me an interview with this agent, but you say that we are too similar type. Now, I understand that it's a competitive he's not that, world. He's not that kind of agent. This is a different agent oh, than oh, the oh, agent oh, that oh. I have that booked me the deal with Queen Felicia to serve with her as a compass cat. So we are going to cut over to your agent's office shortly, like probably just a few blocks away from the Dungeon Dome. Uh, there is an office uh, that has printed uh, in gold letters above a very fancy door, Morty Goblinstein. And right underneath that is a list. Uh, it's blood sport, acting, modeling, musical performance. Uh, and, uh, there is just, it is a very, very nice part of the adventurer's district. Uh, he has a lot of tasteful marble columns on the outside of his, We are leaning uh, hard into the office. To the agent. Uh, yes, knock, 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 knock. Knock, knock. Morty. Hello. Uh, so, you, like, you, you say that and the, the secretary, uh, like, at the front desk, like, sort of opens up. Hello. Invite us in now. Hello, Thomas. Where's Morty? Um, he's here. He's here. Uh, small Benjamin. Uh, and the other cat guy. This is Percival the Unwavering. And Thomas. Percival. Percival the Unwavering. Thomas, if you do not stop this tomfoolery and invite us into this abode, I shall. Right, right. Uh, I will look you in the eye and you will see your death, which is most likely at my paws. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want any trouble. Please come in. Thank you. Thank you. We both step in, finally, because we're able to. Safely, for we were invited in. Mom, if Benji, you're Benji, what can we do for you? Uh, Morty. Morty is in a meeting. Where? There is no meeting that can stop the compass cats. I was just going to say quickly for my mom, if she's <laughs> listening, that vampires have to be invited into, into rooms or buildings. <laughs> I'm sure my mom will listen to this. So. One clarification. If we're already in the building, mm -hmm. we don't have to be invited to every individual room. Not every individual okay. room. Once you Just the public threshold. space, yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. I will go knock down every door in this building. Okay, okay, okay. I will get Morty for you. I will get Morty for you. Can I get you a coffee, a tea? I will take a little thimble of someone's prick your finger and put it into a little cup. And I will lap up your blood. Uh, the The young goblin behind the desk, like, sort of... 
<sighs> sighs and uh I'll be back with your thimble of blood. Can I get you anything, Benji? Mm, yes, I would also like a thimble of blood. <laughs> and if you do have, mm, oh, the- maybe ooh, one of those big blood popsicles. Great, you had them last time. Yep, yep. And I will take a zebra cake. Hmm. I will take a cosmic brownie. <laughs> So, with that, the grumbling uh, in, in secretary disappears. I and... don't know why they always do huff and puff. They offered to get us something. A grumbling goblin. Yes. That is a good band name. Write that down. Mm, I in... will write that down. I'll tell that to Morty. Maybe he can get us a deal. Oh. In a few moments, uh, an older goblin who's a little bit heavy set, uh, but dressed in a very, very fancy suit, walks around. Benji! Benji! My boy! Where's Morty? I'm just kidding. Morty, get over here! Oh, Benji! Oh, come here! Hello, Mortimer! I'm sorry, who's this? The other cat guy? This is Percival. You know, I've, Percival? Sent, I've, I've sent him, I've sent you his uh, information. You look familiar. I think I must have seen your headshot somewhere. Yes, I have one where I smile and one where I scowl. Ah, oh, what can they do for my big, beautiful Dungeon Dome champion? I didn't get to see today's match, but I know Benji's always good. Uh, Morty. Would you believe that he drank poison? There was foul play. Oh, this doesn't sound good. Before the match, we could probably sue. Trust me, I've already That made dome a is made of gold. We could sue in an instant. Look, we're not here for litigation. Did I use that word correctly? You did. Well done, Smart Benjamin. Thank you. We're here on business. The kind of business that comes straight from Queen Felicia herself. The kind of business that ends with the business end of my rough tongue. Ooh, and Which is my soul. Are you threatening? Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I did not want that bodily contact. He was not trying to lick you, my friend. No. Would you be so grateful? To? No. If I licked him, he would be so... I was saying, ah, would he be so lucky? The manner that we speak in does perplex us sometimes, and we do get twisted up. And that spe- is the curse of being... Ever undead. Ever undead. And another question. Speaking of licking, I did request from Thomas a blood popsicle. <laughs> and it is not here yet. Yes, and I requested a thimble of blood as well as a zebra It's cake. so hard to get good help these days. I'm sure Thomas is working on it because he knows I'm meeting with a very important client and his Clients? cat guy friend. <laughs> hey, you can uh, cool it on the cat guy friend stuff. Percival is actually going through some stuff right now. Oh, and, I'm uh, sorry. He did just, uh, he did just have a breakup. <laughs> this is going to be every podcast that Stephen and I are on. <laughs> and I'm happily in a relationship, so that's funny. Uh, yes. Oh. Benjamin, I did not need you to bring that up to every single person we meet. I didn't tell Broomhilda. You didn't tell Broomhilda? No, because I think you could tell that I was macking it look, a little bit. Look, it's tough. I not tell at all. <laughs> there are a lot of bats in the cave. I'm sure you'll be able to find... Is that find... a vampire pun? Ooh. It's, that's a goblin common expression. Yeah. That's an idiom. I think you're an idiom. Whoa, watch it there. This man holds the key to our success. No, he doesn't know. I am actually an idiom. In goblin culture, it's very common to say, Oh, you goblins steamed that. That's when you make a really good deal that benefits you quite a bit. I did not mean to be corrected in my insult. 
He meant to be most incorrect. I meant to be most threatening. But boys, boys, boys. Can't you see our fur is on end? Yes, Gah! yes, I can tell you both very tense. And Benji, you know I love you with all my heart. Mm. But what are you doing in my office? I got a meeting that I got to go back to. Look, we're here because we're sent by Queen Felicia mm -hmm. to end the life or unlife of what the hell was this <laughs> freaking name? Athen. Nash. Have you heard of an Athen Nash? Athen Nash? Yes. Are you sure that's who you were sent to kill? I'm positive. I'm not. I wrote it down. Oh. And I checked my paw again. It's been sweaty. I'm sure of it. Boys, boys, boys. Athen Nash is bad news. Bad, bad news. Well, well we think bad news is good news. And no news is, is bad news. And if you news, you news. Ah. Ah, yes, I recognize oh. one of those old Aramore yeah. idioms. You news, you news. Sorry, I was, I have a healing wound on my face right now, and I'm a little slow on the uptake, but normally I would have been good for ooh, one fiery quip right there. Just agree, yes. I really need that blood popsicle. Um, Morty uh, walks over to uh, one of his... Well, like a, a shelf and he pulls out a touring map of Nucelia. Um Basically it's got different locations for different acting troops and musical acts that he manages across the continent. Um, and he points uh, from Nucelia, you know, a good, a couple dozen miles out um, to a town uh, that borders the woods uh, called... Apple Grove Township. Is this from... That's right. Apple you, Grove Township. Is this from... Side note. Is this from your Dungeons and Dragons? This is... Yeah. This is all... I think I heard that. Yeah. This is uh, called Apple Grove Township. I have a lot of musical acts that, that, that pass out through the city gates to some of the most remote farmsteads across the countryside. It's something that I do out of the goodness of my heart. Those wheat-sucking bumpkins need a bit of good city entertainment. They need some talented people, you know, performing there. So I usually tour around, but uh, I have not gone out to the farther reaches very recently because they are currently under siege from unknown enemies in the woods. Well, we cannot breathe underwater, so that does us no good. And hold on. Wait, under seas? Under siege. Under siege. siege. See, I'm sorry. I've got an accent. <laughs> under siege. I understood uh, what he meant. They're being attacked. But they don't know who they're being attacked by. Ah, but they do. Oh, but you they said do. Unknown. It's Athen Nash. Athen Nash. The yes. name comes up again. Yes. The, we asked him about it, brother. The dark creatures and spirits that emerge from the forest. They say only one thing. Athen Nash. That's two things. Well, uh, you know... Fire! I don't like the cut of his jib! Well, one thing could be a sentence that could maybe could even be a paragraph if they said it quickly enough together. <laughs> I want to give my agent the benefit of the doubt because he took a chance on me. Brother, I will give you the benefit of the doubt if you stop drinking strange potions. Look, that was one time. It was not... <laughs> 
There's a we see a montage of a montage of small Benjamin just chucking back small different, different colored liquids, liquids, that, and then the results. Yeah, small Benjamin almost dying every yeah. single time. He has boils on himself that explode into the, gas. Yeah, there, there's one yeah. where he just drinks it and like he's fine, but then tentacles like start shooting yeah. out of his body. There's one where he becomes he looks exactly like me, and then he his skin <laughs> melts off. Ooh, there's one where small Benjamin grows to be. Uh, super like 100 feet tall, and then just is too big to move, and his mm-hmm. bones start to give out. Yeah, <laughs> then he slowly shrinks very painfully. Yeah, this one where he goes really tiny, and he's running around. And as I'm eating my uh, flakes in the morning, I almost eat him, and he's trying to signal to me, so he pinches me on the on the neck. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, there's one where he can only talk like Austin Powers, and then he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, baby, yeah," and then he explodes again. I don't know why. <laughs> So, yes, a lot of wacky potion stuff. Uh Uh, We come back. Look, that's bad news there. Athen Nash, whatever that thing is, the woods that border the suburbs of Nucelia are nothing to mess around with. I know you guys are from Aramore. I know you're not used to this area. From the cliffs of Aramore. Get it right. Get it tight. The cliffs of Aramore. I know you boys are from the cliffs of Aramore. But Nucelia is a dangerous continent, full of lost horrors. You mean? Yes, you take this one. Let me ask you a question, sweet, sweet Morty. Are these woods dark? Yes, very dark. Perilous, incredibly perilous. Well, it seems like we may have a new favorite playground. Yes, because we are drawn to that which is dark and shadowy and scary. Yes, for we are not just any tabaxi person, nor are we any vampire man or woman. We are the compass friggin' cats, and we will not be detained. Yes. What did you say your name was again? I am Percival the Unwavering. I'm unwavering with my fight and unwavering with my might. Uh, While while you're saying that, he's like looking through a filing cabinet um, and you can't see it, but he's pulled out your headshot and resume and he's like comparing you to it. Okay. Okay. Benji, look. You know, you, you do what you got to do if this is Queen's Orders or Queen Queen's Orders. I know that this Athen Nash person operates in those woods, okay? That's that's all you're getting out of me. Just be careful. I ordered 10,000 action figures of Small Benjamin. And action figures for Small Benjamin don't move if Small Benjamin is dead. Wouldn't they go up in value? I mean, temporarily ah, to collectors, but okay. they got to be circulated first. Right. That's smart. Yes. Look, when <laughs> we bring you Athen Nash's head before we bring it to Queen Felicia... You can model it for a little add-on for the action figure. Yes. That comes with only if you buy the Percival Unwavering action figure. Look, we did not agree to that. (laughs) But we will bring you the head of this bad Mama Chama, and you can use it as some sort of promotional thing, or you can have a new line of villains or heroes, whoever this person is. It doesn't matter. I will kill them. I like this a lot. I like this a lot. Boys, here. Um, he, he passes you a small wooden box, uh, that is black and gold lined. This is a very valuable object. New magical technology. I want you to take it with you on your journey. It's called the Ghost Rider. Ooh. I like the sound of that. It seems like it would be a cool idea, but not translate well into other media. No, no, no. It's, it's great. 
It's a, it's a ghostwriter. What it'll do, it'll record your adventures for me. Oh. And then I'll be able to release it uh, to, to the masses ah. to, to get that Compass Cats brand going. Is it recording right now? Uh, the ghostwriter generally sort of takes highlights. They might be recording right now There's for all I know. There's a potion on uh, the desk of, <laughs> of Thomas, and small Benjamin immediately just pops it back and goes, fearless in the face of life. And he drinks this potion. Oh my gosh. Gotta find a table for potions to see if it was a good or a bad thing. <sighs> and again, we go to the player's handbook. Yep. <laughs> so Percival and small Benjamin take a seat for they're still waiting for their thimbles of blood. Their blood, popsicle, their cosmic brownie, and, and their, their zebra cake. cake. All right, I need you to roll a D one hundred. Yeah. Oh, I love rolling a D one hundred. That's a solid ninety. Ooh, a ninety. Small Benjamin is now a merman. <laughs> that was a potion of protection from arrows. <laughs> so, as a vampire cat, does that mean I'm more? Susceptible to arrows now, or no, 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 no. Uh, so that the reason that the other potion hurt you is a healing potion. It has radiant energy, which uh, vampires are very, very vulnerable to. It's basically like drinking liquid sunlight, but most potions can benefit from as normal. So this will protect you from arrows for how long? Uh, you know, normally Dungeons and Dragons has like sort of a time limit on mm -hmm. these spells, but I think we're going to play it by ear. All right. Um, so you are protected from arrows for an indeterminate amount of time. I shall use you as a shield as I see fit. Ah, <laughs> Thomas, quickly shoot me with an arrow. No, don't test it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Why wouldn't you want me to test it with Strongbow? Look, because I respect Strongbow. And I know, brother, that no will, potion will protect me from your deadly arrows. You are so right. <laughs> Thomas, shoot him at will. So just walking back into the room <laughs> is this poor suffering secretary who has a tray with two thimbles of blood. Uh, it looks like, you know, they've got a bandage uh, over one arm. This person's looking a lot more pale. Um there's also a blood popsicle sitting on a dish, a zebra cake, and a cosmic brownie. As this person like <sighs> puts that down, and you say to shoot, to shoot you with an arrow, and without hesitation, Thomas like whips out a crossbow and fires it at you. Um, the bolt like flies through the air very quickly and stops right in front of you and falls to the ground. With I a pounce on Thomas. And I say, <laughs> that was a little too quick for my liking. Why, he told me. He, he told me told to. You, if he told you to take me out, would you? I don't think I could. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I could. I don't think you could either. And I take the thimble and I drink it and I go, you should get checked for cancer. What? Is that real? I tasted his Mr. blood. Mr. Goblinstein, is that real? Can vampires do that? Yes, yes. This vampire can. And by the way... If you want a second opinion, small Benjamin, take a sip of your thimble of blood. Yes, hold on. <laughs> ah, that's good blood. But yes, you should get checked out, my friend. Oh, my God. Look, oh, my God. Look in his eye. Look in his eyeball. And I close my one eye and my black eye swirls, swirls. I see. I see myself on top of a 
giant pile of gold. My family's there. And some people that I don't recognize, and they're crying. I'm hooked up to some kind of machine. But I'm old. Real old. And he, like, sort of comes back. He comes back as small Benjamin is just eating the cosmic brown and go, mm, that is a great cosmic brown. I'm only going to live that long if I go get checked out right now. Thank you. Thank you. Percival the Unwavering, thank you, small Benjamin. I'm yes. unwavering with my mercy as well as my fury. <laughs> and I was the second opinion that gave you the strength to look in the eyeball. <laughs> Remember us as friends and Parent figures. With with that, Thomas like <laughs> bolts out of the room um, to head head off to a, a cleric's office. Um, meanwhile, Goblinstein's like, "Oh, that's just great. Who am I gonna get to come in to be a secretary while he's gone?" There is a half orc woman who works at the Dungeon Dome, and we have she she has one of our pins. You'll know her by sight, and I think she would be an excellent. She weathered the storm of our personalities. That's right. and if. That's any indication. That is the best interview process I have ever come across. She'd probably be a very good secretary if you offered her a reasonable... uh, Dungeon Dome's a sports franchise. They're probably not paying her too much to pinch those pennies. Yeah, yeah, I could probably hire her as a temp. All right, Compass Cats, you have done me a boon on this day. But get out of here. I got meetings. We grab the box together. Yes, and we hold it, we up, hold together, it up together in the air. And we moonwalk out of the room. <laughs> we pale moonwalk. Moon there it is. Hashtag pale moonwalk. Hashtag pale moonwalk. Episode one of the Compass Cats run. <laughs> this is a great time to cut this 25-minute episode. <laughs> um, so I think you said your next stop was going to be a bar, right? Unless you plan to head directly to the forest. Well, we just... Got a lead. It should be time to celebrate, my friend. Yes. Unless you don't want to. I mean, we did no. just dine and dash. <laughs> no, we. those were gifts. We did not dine and dash. Yeah, that's well, your yeah. agent's office. Yeah. Well, that's the refreshments. We, we literally dined, dined and, dashed. and dashed. And you know I speak in a literal sense often, except for when I don't. <laughs> you are a bevy of contradictions, my friend. A swirling hurricane of thoughts and feelings. <laughs> In the eye of the hurricane. Well, we've crossed He's... the street, and here we are. <laughs> oh, here we are. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes, our favorite bar, the Slotted Goat. The Slotted Goat. Oh, man. And the sign is a goat oozing through, uh, like, a prison cell. <laughs> Ooh. I love it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, I love it. So you, you enter the Slotted Goat. Um, I need you each to give me one detail about the kind of tavern the slotted mm. goat is mm. there are six floors <laughs> it's a very mm-hmm. skinny building and there are six floors and each floor is themed as a different element yes. fire <laughs> fire okay water, water. Mm-hmm. earth okay wind wind darkness darkness and science. And science. <laughs> the last one is science. <laughs> the strongest element of all, some might yes, say. Yes, the one that combines every other floor. Climate change is real. Yes. You fools. <laughs> Look to the bumblebees for where we will go next. Mm. Um, so you, you've entered... And my detail is no two chairs are the same. 
Ooh. Ooh, I like it. This is a fun party game. <laughs> so you walk into the slotted goat. Um, it's pretty like loud in there right now. There are a lot of illusion spells on the walls that are showing highlights from the still ongoing Dungeon oh, Dome yes. matches. Right now, at this point, it's towards the end of round two. On top of one of the towers in the dungeon dome, you see a tiny wood elf clinging to the side of the dome as a giant spider that's been bound up by thorny vines is above it and uh, quickly jumps over to another shot of the dark elf that you well recognize uh, of Team Rockslet, Jesse. To be honest, I don't even remember their name. <laughs> I say it loud. I don't remember their name or face. Someone turn off that view screen. Or don't. I don't care. I'm not angry right now. Look, boys. Oh, hey, you're the compass cats. Oh, hey. That's right, mumbled mouse, sir. <laughs> um, it's a big, a large troll that's that's walked over to you guys. I'll say he's being a troll. <laughs> Oh no, this is great, but uh, if hey, if we're watching Dungeon Dome, so uh if you wanna you know, eat or drink somewhere where the people aren't gonna be watching the Dungeon Dome, you gotta go up to the science floor. Uh, we shall do so. Seems like the science floor is a place of reason if you're not watching this trash. Yes, yes. For science will out. What? I, I didn't. I didn't. Quite. Science will out. Science will out. Science yes. will is. is you, do you, you have know? a friend you named Science Will? No, science, science comma will out through. If there's any trouble, will out. Will out it all. Well, like like out of the potion? closet. Not out of the closet. Like no, science is gay and you know hasn't That's been able to tell science's family about it because you're nervous people, about how they're going to accept it because you've been living in the city for decades and decades and they're different than countryside trolls and I grab city the trolls troll man by the shoulders i close one eye <laughs> i make him looking deep into my black eye <laughs> and he sees him dying of an old age with holding the hand of his husband they die within minutes of each other, surrounded by grandchildren and their children and puppies. I can't keep living a lie. You boys, you go get your tables. I got, I got something to do. Remember, thine own self be true and science will out. Science will out. I still don't get it, but I'm happy that you found some solace looking into I was, imagine was I. there's chairs or there's stairs, but there's also yeah. like a fireman's pole. We go up the, we go up the fireman's pole. <laughs> That's we are right. Adept at climbing. Yes. It is on my yes. my character sheet. You're incredibly yeah. adept at climbing. Yeah. Uh, within a couple of seconds, you move up the pole, like quickly passing through the other themed floors. <laughs> the science floor. And you see the science floor. Um, science floor is mostly made of shiny metal. Uh, behind the counter, there are people with like crazy looking goggles. Uh, there are holograms everywhere advertising drink specials. And uh, there are, you know, some more portly, nerdier patrons uh, that are sitting at the bar there. I try, I, to, yes. I try to catch the eye of one of the, the bartenders. Uh, you and you do so with ease. I huh. unclip my mug for I am sustainable, and I put it on. I carry a mug with me <laughs> around, and, and I also... slam it on, and it's pure 
pewter. And you also mm. carry small Benjamin's mug. Yes, and I thank you on for my that. hip flask, literally. <laughs> and I put them both on there. One blood stout and one blood lager. Extra bloody. bloody. <laughs> uh, the bartender nods, uh, takes your uh, drinks over and starts filling them up as uh, you settle in to the science floor. And I try to strike up conversation with the bartender as they they return. All right, uh, here's your blood. Do you know something? I take a sip. Ah, stout, here. Ah, blood lager, mm, here. <laughs> Do you know something? We are going to kill someone named Athen Nash today. What are you going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to continue serving you blood and appreciate my 30% tip for my silence. You just issued a murder threat in my bar. Look, this is the floor of science, science. is it not? And science will out. And everything that comes on the science floor will come out eventually. So we will not be paying your extortion money you just tried to get from us. And I grab him by the shoulders and I show him my dark eye. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he sees himself <laughs> flinging from the window of the science bar. In about floor, three minutes. In about three minutes. minutes. <laughs> this is just potential futures, not futures guaranteed. Okay. That was a pretty creepy threat. <laughs> What can I do for you, gentlemen? Well, you've already procured us our beverages. That's true. What can you tell me about... What was the forest called? Ah, I believe... The Sweet oh, Apple... Oh, the incredibly dangerous forest that borders on uh, the Scro Apple, Apple Grove Township. Apple yes, Grove. yes, 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 a thousand Do times, you know yes. of anyone traveling there? Yeah, you know, this is the Adventurers District. Uh, the couple people that pass by the farther regions oh, on their quests. You know what I mean. Someone directly that you can point us to so we can get a ride with them. To the next screen, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, you, you know You understood what? next screen, but you didn't understand science <laughs> Look, they have out. screens all over the place. They're watching the game. Let's not pretend like anachronisms are a thing here. The Cliffs of Aramore have... Pools everywhere. This is just a little bit of lore. Sure, all right. Now, science bartender, answer the question. Yeah, no, I think I know exactly who could give you transportation. And we jump cut to <laughs> you guys in some sort of slightly awkward and uncomfortable transportation system. What is that? It is a one mule. <laughs> one mule. That is dragging a sled that we are sitting on, and there's a tiny person sitting on the mule. <laughs> Yes. And we are holding each other as if Calvin and Hobbes going down these slopes. Oh, boy, you guys are lucky that you found me. <laughs> Nobody's going out that way these days. Bernardo, we are grateful for your passage now to you, the horrible, horrible woods. Now, your payment be can become twice fold if you allow us to suck the life out of you. Let's see, twice the money. Right. Well, no, not twice fold, as in the money, and then you would be ever, ever alive. Yes. Ever oh, alive. I get it. So you would suck the life out of me, but I'd be a vampire. You would be a vampire and... Free to join the Cliffs of Aramore as a servant of Queen Felicia, whom we do serve. Well, I don't know. I live in a democratic system right oh, now. I don't know if I need to be posh. conscript to a monarch. 
It's not so bad. Trust me, I serve Queen Felicia, and I get to choose how I serve. And I do too, but I choose to serve her the way she asked me to. And I do have sensitive skin, so I don't like being in the sun generally. And how would you like to see almost 30 feet further away than you normally can at dark times? Yes. And Ooh, would- you got dark vision? Oh, we get do dark we ever- vision. We get dark vision anyway because we're cat people, <laughs> but because we're vampires, it's like really good dark vision. Also, you're resistant to necrotic damage. <laughs> Well, does that come with any drawbacks? Mm, well, there's a small thing where you can't enter a residence without an invitation, but that would be rude anyway. Right. It's just more ma- it's just it's more strict manners is what a vampire is. Yeah, and you automatically pass death saves. Ooh. And we're going to do another smash cut to uh it's I think Percival the Unwavering is hold, holding this little halfling creature Great. in in his paw, like drinking the last of his blood and just tossing him aside. I ring him as if he is the end of a I rolled him up like the bottom of a toothpaste. Ooh, can loop. we can we also say that small Benjamin is ringing the life out of the mule? <laughs> yes. Yes. Save the sled though. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back with more Compass Cats next week. In the meantime, you might want to check out one of the other fantastic programs on the One Shot Network. Like Talking Tabletop with Jim McClure. On Talking Tabletop, host Jim McClure speaks to gaming's most notable personalities. These can be game designers or enthusiastic fans of different games. Whether he's talking to Numenera creator Monty Cook or Numenera superfan Darcy Ross, Jim gives each interview deep personal attention. If you haven't checked it out yet, you might want to start with the most recent episode, which stars Kat and myself. Speaking of Jim McClure, he also happens to be this week's sponsor. Jim is right now kickstarting his new game, Satanic Panic. In Satanic Panic, players take on the role of secret government agents dedicated to wiping out a satanic conspiracy that threatens the United States. Tabletop role-playing games. Satanic Panic is easy to learn, cinematic, and tongue-in-cheek. And it's waiting for you to discover it on Kickstarter now. Thanks again to Jim and Third Act Publishing for sponsoring us this week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I feel as though I am inundated with important issues that I want people to act on. Donald Trump is currently trying to implement a new version of his heinous Muslim ban. At the same time, congressional Republicans have unveiled their plan to replace Obamacare. And as expected, it falls short of what it needs to do. People with pre-existing conditions are faced with the possibility of losing coverage. People like my mother. If, like me, you are disgusted by these actions, there's something you can do. You can make your voice heard by contacting your representatives. Now, if you're like me, it's a little bit difficult to reach out to your representatives and put into words your feelings about particular issues. Thankfully, there's a site that I use every day to make this process easier on myself, and I think you should use it too. It's fivecalls.org. That's the number five calls.org. Five Calls has summaries of over a dozen major issues facing the nation today. Each issue provides you with a phone script that you can call your representatives with to make your voice heard. And Five Calls also provides you with the contact information for every representative relevant to the issue, along with any departments or committees that might be relevant to the issue. It's a pressure-free way to stay politically active while we prepare for the 2018 midterm elections. As always, take care of yourselves. 
Together, we'll fight for a better tomorrow. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Alcoholywood. Clint, Jared, and a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! And